0: All right. Hello, ladies and gentlemen, and welcome back to yet another episode of Chatting with the Bond Man, the podcast where the Bond Man chats with awesome, not to mention beautiful people and beautiful as they are. Third time is a charm. Kara is back.
1: Yes, I am so excited to be back. I literally was on TikTok earlier today telling people, I'm going back on. It's happening. (laughs) Here we
0: are. Here we are. And uh, we're going to talk about not one, not two, but three things today. Uh, It is definitely a movie discussion this episode. We're going to start things off with with the movie that Kara has done and and is going to be released soon. And we're gonna chat a little bit about a short film that yours truly has done, and then we're gonna get into the deep discussion of Batman.
1: There you go. Indeed, yes. we are
0: now. Before we get started, I wanted to um, tell you guys about a little something. This is not a sponsor. This is more of a uh, this is more of a uh, recommendation, if you will. I just recently acquired probably one of the best Ninja products on the market, the Ninja Creamy, the machine where you can make homemade ice cream, light ice cream, sorbets. And milkshakes and all sorts of good stuff within a day.
1: And I love ice cream. So I really feel like I need to try this because ice cream is like something I could literally eat every single day of my life and Hmm. you know, feel complete.
0: Oh, absolutely. Now, (laughs) one of the one of the catches with this machine is that whatever concoctions you make in the pints that it comes with, you have to freeze it for 24 hours. I mean, I understand why, but don't you just get that compelling? I want it now.
1: Yes. Have you ever like tasted it beforehand?
0: Guilty. <laughs> it has happened. You know, it, it's like it's like before you put brownies in the oven, you just want to take a little nip of the of the batter, you know.
1: Yep. Have to have to make sure it's good, right?
0: Yes. Now, so far, I have made sorbets, and it's easy as putting canned fruit in the pint. You put can- pineapple, for instance. You put in the pineapple, you freeze it overnight, sorbet it. It's like homemade Dole Whip.
1: Oh, really? Okay. Well, I feel like I need to buy one of these now.
0: <laughs> yes, you do. They are pricey because it is Ninja, but it is worth it.
1: There you go. Maybe I hey, save me. money in the long run.
0: Trust me when I say it, it's it's an investment. We'll just put it that way. <laughs> yeah. Lots of great recipes on the Ninja website. And uh on that lovely note, we are going to dive right into it. So, Kara, tell us about the movie that you have made.
1: Yes. Yeah, so the movie I'm currently uh made and is still actually in filming. We are wrapped, we are gonna be wrapped in, I think, like the next month or so. But um the only filming I have left is like a few scenes. So I'm I'm pretty much um wrapped on that, but it's called Angel at the Crossroads. And um, for those who follow me or know me, like I am very open about my faith. I love the Lord. Um, And so it's been really amazing to um, be on a project that is faith-based and follows this man called Wade Evans. And basically Wade is on a really difficult journey of his life and he comes face to face with an angel and they have a good discussion about life and there's a bunch of other characters that you meet along the way and people. Uh, What I really like about this script is there's somebody for everyone to relate to Um, and uh, I play Kira. Or Kyra, you know, as you want to call her. And um, so yeah, I'm really excited. Can't talk too much about it, but um, I'm excited for it to come out and for everyone to see it. I don't know when the release date is, but I think it's this year. Um, so I'm just I'm really excited about it. It's been a very humbling experience. I've met such kind-hearted, loving people on the project. Um, and I think that shines through the screen ultimately too. Um, the bonds we have and have shared and honestly the projects that are actually coming from that as well from me meeting these um, producers on there and the cinematographers we've on the side are going to be doing short films together and um, I'm really excited so it's been a huge blessing and um, whether you believe in God or not this film will definitely be something that I know you'll enjoy.
0: Yeah, definitely, and and as you said, um, you know, when you're working, doesn't matter whether it's a, a full length feature film, a play, or a short film, you'll always develop a, a good um, a good relationship with the cast members, and you make new friends along the way.
1: Yeah, and I think the crazy thing is, is like in 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 real life, I kind of I it's funny how I talk about like acting different from real life, even though it's it's you know acting in real life, but sure, um, <laughs> it's just. Crazy to me how it's so hard sometimes to make friends in the real world. But with my job, I could go on a one day of set and literally I could have 50 new friends and like really good, kind hearted friends and people that I love and I enjoy and I respect and that I keep up with. Like, I honestly keep up with everybody that I've ever worked with. I really can't think of anybody that I've worked with that we don't keep in touch. We still support each other on social media. We check in with one another every now and then. So it's been such a blessing to just be able to meet. And that's what I love about acting too. Just that collaboration that you can't make art alone and it has to be made together. And it's just, it's awesome.
0: That's totally true. And, you know, in middle school, when I've done my fair share of plays, I've made friends. In fact, uh, the guy who I do uh, filming with, he and I met in um, in middle school drama, and we're still best friends today. we make we make uh, films. We have made films, we watch films. and so that's true. you make you make a lot of friends along the way, and there's always those one or two like close ones that you just keep together.
1: Exactly. That is That's so cool. awesome that you want to have a slumber party with every single night.
0: <laughs> absolutely. Totally. You know, and, and you know what, um, not just, uh, not just slumber parties, but, uh, but also, you know, the uh, film marathons.
1: Yes. Oh, gotta love a good film marathon. And Me uh, and my best friend, Anna, and we met like you and your friend did, um, it, we are obsessed with watching SNL Like we just love watching SNL together I dig It was our thing And uh, I just love it
0: Definitely And uh, you know, let me tell you Andy Samberg That guy is just too talented
1: Oh, truly Truly
0: Yeah, another another very talented Jewish boy Just like myself, you know <laughs> Yeah. So, well, thanks for uh, sharing. And I know it's true. Like when you're an actor, you can't you can't divulge too many details on the film. But there there are some things you you can you can talk about. Uh, what's this uh, short film that you have coming up? Can you talk about that?
1: Yes. Yeah, so this is the one we have just wrapped. We've been working on this one since October, and not filming, but just in production development. Me and the director, um, his name is Shea Vanderplug, and he is absolutely incredible so much respect and love for him and uh he is just such a powerhouse director for being so young it's truly inspiring he's 20 years old and i i just i've never seen anything like it so um his film is called unforgettable and unforgettable follows ashley and i play ashley and uh it's her and her relationship to um Matthew and Matthew is a person she loves. Um, they're in a relationship with one another and I can't really talk about much about it cause it is a short film and it's super easy to give away the whole plot with just a few more details. Um, so yeah, basically just like a, a romance, um, a romance short film, but, uh, You'll definitely want to watch this one, um, and I'm not gonna, <laughs> not gonna say anything else. I'm Just not gonna say anything else. But trust me, you're gonna want to watch this. And if you think you know what you're watching, you don't know. Um, so I'm gonna put it like that.
0: Sounds um, très <laughs>
1: romantique. Yes, yes, and uh, I think this is a story that not a lot of people have seen, and it's gonna catch a lot of people off guard. I
0: bet. I bet. And I, I did see the pictures and the, and the stories that you uploaded on your social media. It looks great. And let me tell you the guy who plays Matthews, he's not too bad on the eyes.
1: Hey, true that he's, uh, his name is Ty Nelson and we (laughs) just had the best two weeks of filming. Like I, we, it was filmed in Nashville, Tennessee. We stayed, we all stayed in this like Airbnb together and just like, filmed and hashed out for two weeks straight we filmed over 15 and a half hours of filming um for a 30 minute film and um so it the experience and me and him got along so well we're best friends and um yeah he's he's great you're gonna want to keep an eye on him that's for sure
0: oh yeah definitely definitely and and i'm pretty sure he was respectful respectful throughout the way
1: Absolutely. Yeah. And uh, me and him really worked so hard on establishing a firm connection before we even got to Nashville. So we had been in communication since January when he was cast Um, and every single week we'd basically FaceTime and talk about the film. And that really helped us to have good. We already had good chemistry on screen, but it really helped us to just like I don't know, get to know one another as people. And um, I don't know, it just made the process so much more fun and lighthearted and enjoyable. And we had so much inside jokes and it was really sad when it ended, Um, but I'm so thankful for that experience. And I just, I'm so excited for people to see this film. Um, I've already seen a lot of the footage and it should be coming out in the beginning of June.
0: Oh that sound, that sounds awesome. I'm so looking forward to it and um do you know is it what uh what platform is it going to be released on?
1: We're still figuring it out. Um I don't know. I definitely there's been talks about putting it on Amazon, YouTube, um different things like that. Um but it will be accessible um for everyone to see whichever platform is chosen. Um I definitely think it will be on YouTube for sure though.
0: Oh yeah. I cannot wait to see it. it. It sounds like a great film. And from the pictures I've seen, you look absolutely beautiful in that film.
1: Oh, thank you. I appreciate that. After uh, filming that film, I felt like I needed to like, cause some of the um, clothes I were like my clothes that I had used. And I was like, I feel like I need to like get rid of these because I need to like let go of this character <laughs> essentially. Um, cause I had been working with this character since October and um, she's just really taught me a lot about myself and really pushed me, um, to new ways that I didn't know was possible, but I knew was possible in the same manner. So, um, very humbling experience and, uh, just, it's exciting. I'm excited for this to be released to all the film festivals. I'm just so, so excited for this film to be out in the world. And I've always wanted to be, um, in a film at film festivals. So, for that to happen, I can kind of check that off my bucket list. So there you
0: go. There you go. and that that sounds like a lot of fun. And uh, the cool part about you know filming is you know, when you check the dailies, checking the dailies are always fun., uh, but it's it's but th- that could also be frustrating because you're thinking, I could do that better. I could do that differently, you know?
1: Yes, it was very difficult. like so there was we would actually so we'd film that day, the director would throw it up on the computer and like basically start editing, start seeing what he needed to maybe refilm stuff like that. Cause he only had us in Nashville for a certain amount of time. And, um, it was stressful cause I don't like watching myself. And I think a lot of the art can be kind of, yeah, destroyed when you do that. That's why self tapes for me have been like a challenge because I, I just like, I just know that I shouldn't watch myself because you have to distinguish actor brain versus, you know, is that just personal brain trying to get in the way and nitpick every single flaw or quote unquote, we think is a flaw. It's actually something that's just making us human, you know? So (laughs) it was interesting to that, but I actually was really able to like distinguish the character versus myself and really look at it through a character lens. And it was, it was very interesting. Um, And I can't wait to share some more experiences once it's out about certain scenes and stuff like that
0: it is very possible for an actor to actually get lost in their own character because they because they they do it for so long just kind of like what happened to Heath Ledger when he did the Joker you know
1: Yes, I've definitely had that happen, uh, back in, back in high school, which is so funny. It's like, I was high school, but I'm telling you our high school, we went hardcore, you know what I mean? And a lot of high schools do go hardcore and yeah, it's really easy to lose yourself (coughs) sometimes. And, um, I think I didn't fully lose myself to this character. It's kind of, um, I just think that I was, I I was taught a lot. I just learned a lot from her and, um, And there was a lot that I had to let go though, ultimately too.
0: Yeah. And, you know, for me, when I did uh, Bye Bye Birdie uh, in eighth grade, you know, for rehearsals, you know, I have to slick and pump my hair up and stuff. And after that, it just became a habit in, in my morning routines. I would just, you know, pump it up and everything. And I just loved the way it looked and kind of upped my, uh, my confidence a little bit. You know, I'd put the shades on strut, like, you know, kind of like, like link from hairspray, you know?
1: Yeah, I honestly think that every character you play, you take something from that character. And um, I can truly say that I've taken some wonderful things from Ashley and, uh, you know, onward and upward. You know, you take away those things that you that really are going to help you with your future in life. And then, you know, you kind of just discard the rest and, you know. Let her let her go. So <laughs>
0: let her go. That's right. <clears throat> That's right. So now, just switching gears, um, uh, you've seen my cop movie that I showed you.
1: Yes, I have.
0: Yes, it's called uh, Brooks and Shields, and it's basically about these two detectives that you know they're 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 buddies, but they just bicker about you know mundane things and pretty much the arguments you would say, who argues about that? It's not that big <laughs> a deal. Um, the idea came from. Uh, Brooklyn Nine-Nine, honestly, uh, because I'm a huge fan of the show. And I always like how it's just set in one place, you know, in the office, and then they're doing their thing. And admittedly, some of the arguments I took from my favorite scenes in certain shows, like the avocado argument, that came from Drake and Josh. Avocado's not a fruit? Then explain the lemon. It's not sweet, you know. (laughs) Uh, And um uh, when they were arguing between like the difference between robbery and burglary, that, that one, that was from me personally, because I have a habit of uh, being PC with certain terms. You know, I tend to correct people quite a bit. Uh, the ketchup catsup one that was from King of Queens.
1: Oh, I love that. I thought I noticed some references for sure yes. in a good way. Cause I love Brooklyn nine, nine and uh, my friend actually. I that she she worked on it for quite a while.
0: Really? Uh, yeah, I think she
1: was a PA.
0: Got it. Production assistant. Nice, nice. So, um what did you think of the movie, of the movie itself?
1: Um I really just I don't know. I just enjoyed it. I just was like cuz it's it's I don't think you see a lot of things like that anymore you know what I mean? And that have that type of aspect and look, like you said, there's a lot of things that y'all talk about that it's like, why are you talking about this? But it makes it so much more human and like enjoyable to watch. You know what I mean? Because it's like, I'm kind of really interested why they're talking about this. You know what I mean? And yeah. it thought it was funny too. And it's just, it was awesome. And if you haven't seen it, people that are listening, what are you doing?
0: Yeah, <laughs> seriously. Um, uh, we actually shot that at my dad's office. He's in, he's in the real estate business. And, um, uh, I thought that his office would be like a, a perfect background for the, uh,
1: for I agree. I agree. It really gave it that vibe, you know, that you were going for. And I think it's cool that, so you wrote that, right? Correct.
0: Well, I came up with the idea. I wrote the ideas and, uh, Gabe helped me, um, helped me with the script a time or two.
1: That's the amazing thing you've I love when somebody has done like writing and directing and acting and like has done like so many different parts. It just is so fascinating and so wonderful to see art made. And it's like you can make art out of just an idea like it is so possible and you don't have to have all of these things um, that we sometimes feel like we need, you know, to be successful. No, you can literally grab your iPhone right now and go film an idea you've got, you know, with a friend's yeah. help, you know. So it's just it's so <clears throat> cool to see, you know, you had that idea and you just went with it, and you just were like, "Boom, I'm doing it."
0: Yeah, and because also here's something you might uh, have figured out: because that it's my dad's office. Who played the captain?
1: Your dad, or exactly. Yeah, there you go. I love it. He's the actor, <laughs> I,
0: exactly. And I, I thought, you know, hey, you know, he's he's there to let us in. Might as well do it. And um, I got him. I got him an LAPD captain badge, and he wears it on his belt. And it's basically, um, and as you said, you know, references and uh, and things you don't really see anymore. It's the classic concept of the detectives are great, but the captain chews about out at every little turn. <laughs> yeah yeah and um as you said you know um a film like a short film takes days to make
1: yeah how long did it take y'all that's what i was gonna ask to film yours
0: wow it was honestly it was developmental hell at its finest um i i think I i i finished the script i think summer of last year And we filmed the first two segments, uh, November of last year. And then we finished, we wrapped filming, I think about a month ago. Wow. Yeah. Uploaded it about a week or so later. Uh, Editing took about a day or so. So
1: yeah. Editing, you can go fast pretty much.
0: Yeah. But uh, with us, not so fast because we can get very nitpicky about what we about what certain scenes and how we say things and stuff. And uh, it really has taught me lots of valuable lessons of filming and stuff. And when we made our Indiana Jones movie in Joshua Tree, uh, California, it was uh, we really had to work with the lighting that we had and we had to shoot everything lickety split.
1: Honestly, I would say lighting is probably the most challenging thing every time i'm on a set it is just it feels like it comes down to lighting like truly so there's always a lighting issue or i mean at least for me i've worked on a lot of indie sets a lot of like non union um projects i love my non union stuff um cuz it's just so oh it's just there's a different life to it um but it always just comes down to lighting. Like it's, there's always, we got to wait for lighting. We got to figure this out. We got to try this or that or shooting can't happen right now. Cause we just lost the light. So lighting is a challenge.
0: Yeah. Hence the term lights, camera, action.
1: Yep. <laughs> it all starts with the lights, right?
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And um, anyway, it's called uh, Brooks and Shields. It's on YouTube on, on my YouTube channel, Bondman Productions um and uh they there will be an next there will be a second episode we oh. are currently in the process of writing it
1: oh that's exciting
0: yes this time it will be um it will be them uh either serving a warrant or going to a crime scene
1: oh oh i'm excited yes.
0: Yeah. And there are a couple of everyone
1: isn't in episode two. It should be episode three. (laughs) Exactly.
0: And this one will, this one will have a couple of other like subtle references. Um, That's kind of where I get my ideas from. There are original ideas, but um, but there are some like references that I kind of like to replay to bring back the good old days.
1: Ah, I like it. Well, I'm excited.
0: Definitely. I I am too. And also we are going to be filming a sequel to our Indiana Jones movie, hopefully sometime in the summer fall.
1: Oh, that's really exciting.
0: Yes, even though we finished the script about a year ago.
1: (laughs) Hey, there you go. Well, hey, hopefully I can uh, be a part of one of your films.
0: Would love that. Would love that. And, you know, you're coming down to California in June, are you not?
1: Yeah, that's the goal. Indeed, yeah. I'm going to be, actually, I'm trying to move there soon, so. uh,
0: There you go. And now for the topic of the day, Batman.
1: First of all, I just need to say, whoever wasn't a fan of this film, how? How? Oh. If you did not like this film, I we need to talk. And I'm going to rant on here why you should love it.
0: Yeah, you don't like it? Forget about it. Yeah,
1: okay, forget about it. Indeed.
0: Yeah, so let's get the important thoughts? part first, though. Robert Pattinson is Batman. I did not see that coming. I had my doubts. But you know what? My doubts were completely shattered.
1: Yes, I think I just it's hard to picture Robert in a role like that because we just know him for so many other things. Um, I should have known though, honestly, that it's Robert Pattinson. He's gonna handle this material phenomenally because if you've seen his work in the lighthouse or um let's see, I'm not Twilight. <laughs> I'm not gonna right. Twilight's, great. Twilight's great for what it is, but Uh, What was it? Is it, he was in devil all the time. And what was the, his brother one, the, I can't remember. He was in a drug movie with his brother, like his like plays. I can't remember, but it was absolutely phenomenal. And um, I just feel like all of the parts he's taken on have just been so unique and different each role like i never feel like i'm watching robert pattinson play robert pattinson
0: yeah no i totally get what you mean you know it's like when you see jim carrey playing a role whether it's ace ventura or bruce almighty it's pretty much jim carrey
1: yeah yeah oh he was in good time that's what it was called good time and um uh, have you seen that
0: i've i've only honestly the only robert pattinson movie i've seen was batman
1: Oh, you're gonna have to watch more of his stuff. I'm telling you, Good Time is a great movie, and I really liked him in Tenet too. So I've, I've apparently, as y'all can, as y'all can tell, I love Robert Pattinson, and I've been following his work for a very long time. Oh, yes. Um, and I've just always had such an appreciation for his stuff. So yeah, figuring him out to be Batman, I was skeptical too at first, just because I was like his voice isn't even that low. Like how is this going to work? You know?
0: Right. Totally. And you actually have really put it in perspective uh, for me that, um, when I said he's a good Batman, but not a good Bruce Wayne, you actually turned it around for me saying that this is a Bruce Wayne story, not a Batman story.
1: Yes. And this is what I want to talk about on this podcast is fire away. I've Okay. So I've had so many people come to me and be like, yeah, it was all right. And I was like, okay, well, why did you think Batman was okay? I thought it was incredible. Um, I haven't been that enveloped in a film in so long. I was just like mesmerized watching this film. And this film was like, what, three hours practically? I mean, it was a long film and it did not break my attention. I was completely glued to the screen. Um, For those that saw through hours um, and the soundtrack too, just really sucks you in as well. That Nirvana. Oh, so good. (laughs) But basically people's main complaints have been that he didn't show like the side of Bruce Wayne. That was like, Oh, money and girls. And like, I'm all rich and famous. I'm like, no, 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 no. You have to understand where we're at in the Batman timeline. Like, right now like all of this stuff has gone down with his father he's you know gotten back from all of this training he's in that part where he does not know what he wants and all he's filled with is vengeance like he talks about so this is it focusing in on him being lost and confused and anger and he doesn't know quite how to how to feel he just he just wants to go out and he wants to basically just get all the vengeance he can for what he struggled with and um and what people have taken from him. So we see the Bruce Wayne here not wanting to be this whole thing. He doesn't want to take on his father's legacy. He doesn't want to take on all the fame and fortune. He doesn't want to be in the limelight. He wants to just hide and he wants to sleep away and he wants to just do his own thing. And I feel like this movie really showed the part of Bruce Wayne that we have never seen before the human side. Okay. Can we talk about how all other Batman movies that we've seen not bashing on them at all. They show different parts of his life. Like the very, I'm good. I've got it all together. Yes. I'm a Batman. This is intense work, but also I still have a balance between personal life and all that type stuff. But here we really get to see his struggle with like, I didn't ask for this. I didn't ask for my dad's company. This isn't even what I want. I've lost the people that I love. I just feel like this huge failure. And so we get to see just that human side that I actually got to relate to more than any Batman movie I have ever watched. Like I've always really liked the Batman movies, but This movie, I was really able to relate to Robert Pattinson in The Batman because I was like, dang, this man's going through it. Like, I feel bad for him. Like, I have sympathy. This is like, this is hard stuff that he's dealing with, you know? And um, you just got to see that realistic side of he doesn't have it all figured out. He's in pain. He's struggling. He's doing what he feels like is the best outlet to, you know, push out the way he feels And and then then and throughout the movie, you know, he finally does. You get to see him come to that point where you will pick up that good Bruce Wayne that he develops later, you know. But I just think that people who are bashing on this movie, they need to think differently, put a different goggle on their eyes. And recognize, you know, that uh, there's so much more here.
0: Yeah, and uh, and you are right. You know, he's in pain, he's hurting. This is pretty much Bruce Wayne in a deep depression. He is yeah. 2 years. I think yeah, 2 years into the Batman game, which is why his bat suit looks a little dumpstery and also kind of uh, explains why the Batmobile doesn't look like what we know and love. Again, he's 2 years. He this is the experimental stage
1: yes, of, of that's Batman. A beautiful word. Yeah,
0: And yeah, it's definitely the experimental stage. Now, one thing that did kind of throw me off a little bit was in the beginning when he took down those thugs in the subway and they said, who are you? I expected him to say, I'm Batman, but he said, I am vengeance.
1: Yeah, well, I think think that it can definitely take people for by storm there, but I kind of like that he talks about vengeance because think about what the Batman really represents. The Batman represents like, Helping out the city, taking care of people, you know, fighting off crime. When he says vengeance, vengeance is like, I am here to deal with my problems. Like I am not here to do this for anybody else but myself. And I think that's the big distinguish for me between vengeance and Batman. Batman is he's helping others, which in the end of the movie, that's what he talks about. He's like, I'm being called to this. I gotta do this. I gotta help these people that need it. But vengeance is this is me, this is selfish, this is how I'm handling my shit, basically.
0: Oh, totally. And the one line that I absolutely loved is when when they flashed the bat signal in the sky and he said, fear is a tool. When that light hits the sky, it's not just a call. It's a warning. And that's totally, totally true. It was meant to be, the bat signal was meant to be a distress signal, but it was also the police saying to the criminals, okay, you've gone far enough. Now I'm going to have to play dirty.
1: Yeah, Yeah, and I think the way that they shot it, I mean, I was so, when am I going to see the Batman? When when is he coming out in the first part of the film? Because you didn't know. It's just, you hear this voiceover, you get these POVs that are so unique, so different. You've got the rain and the music. You're like, you're looking for Batman in every single shadow and corner. Like, when is he going to appear? And then he finally does in the subway. And it's just like, so exciting.
0: It's a jump scare just waiting to happen, you know?
1: Yeah, the the best kind.
0: Yeah, it it definitely um, just makes you just want to grab onto your seat. Um, now, <clears throat> also a change in casting. Um, uh, I think Lieutenant Gordon. Gordon's a lieutenant in this one, right? Yes. Yeah, Lieutenant Gordon, played by the very talented Jeffrey Wright, who we all know as Felix Leiter in the James Bond movies uh he was a terrific choice to play gordon i i I just loved it and when i first saw him in the cast i thought well look at that they kind of changed it up a little bit but the guy can really rock a mustache i mean let's be honest
1: hey true that and i it's so exciting to finally have a batman movie where we really get to hang out with gordon and we really get to see more of him and their relationship between um the batman and gordon like we don't get to see that a lot you know a lot of movies kind of he's in he's out he's there we know his role and then boom he's gone yeah but here we we really got that so
0: we do see it uh here and there in the dark knight series when you see uh batman and gordon just you know collaborating here and there but it's true though and this one they're they're it's almost like Batman and Robin in this, in this. Yeah, it
1: is. It's like every scene you practically see him and the story's being pushed along. And that was such a treat for a person who I love Batman. I love the franchise, what I would give to be a part of a Batman movie, you know, uh, it truly. So it's just such a, a phenomenally it's always well done. It's always well done. I don't think there's ever been a movie that I've really been disappointed with and be like, I will never watch that again. No, every Batman movie I've practically seen, I've rewatched and I've watched it over and over and over again. Oh, and yeah, no. me, they're just getting better.
0: Yeah, not to mention the the George Clooney Batman, Batman or Robin. <laughs>
1: oh gosh, I, I really love that though.
0: <laughs> I know, I know. I grew
1: up watching it. I don't know why. I still enjoy it.
0: Hey, you know what? So do I. And when I lived in Oregon, those are honestly the only uh, that Batman movie and uh, Batman Forever with Kilmer. Those are the only Batman movies I could show my little nephews. So, hey, you know, it's family friendly.
1: There you go. Yeah, exactly.
0: <clears throat> yeah. Now, also, uh, my brother and I want to go see it. My brother and I are Batman aficionados. So we always love to just you know, analyze everything and say, that was done well, that was done well. I got to tell you right now, Colin Farrell playing the Penguin did not look like Colin Farrell in the slightest. They went Mrs. Doubtfire on him.
1: Literally. I didn't even know Colin. I was like, I'm sorry, what is happening right now? Because I didn't even know either that that was Colin playing him until after I had looked it up on like who played in the cast. And I was like, oh my gosh, what? Unrecognizable, which is my favorite type of stuff when you really can't recognize the actor. Yeah. He transformed, you know?
0: Yeah, and I love how um, in this particular Batman movie, we see uh, the Batman villains that we that we don't see enough. Catwoman, Penguin, and, and the Riddler. Uh, I don't recall seeing uh, Penguin in the Dark Knight movies. Neither, neither do we see the Riddler. And Catwoman in the Dark Knight movies, eh,
1: I mean, Anna
0: Hathaway was, she was more Selena Cobb right. than Catwoman.
1: Yeah, yeah, exactly.
0: Yeah, but this was great. And Paul Dano playing the Riddler, great choice.
1: Yeah, I mean, and also Zoe Kravitz. She did a phenomenal job as Batman. And seeing the Bat, like, okay, I love how they threw in that little romantic side between the two. That mm-hmm. was awesome.
0: Oh yeah, Catwoman and Batman always got a thing for each other,
1: and they really showed that here. Though it wasn't implied; like it was like, no, this is like happening.
0: Oh <laughs> uh, yeah, they they did a little bit of that in Batman Returns when uh, when um, Michelle Pfeiffer was Catwoman. True. Yeah, and now I'm pretty sure you're gonna you're gonna guess, but my my favorite scene of all time in the movie is the chase between Batman and Penguin
1: Oh, yeah. and
0: the scene where, where the truck oh. blows up and Penguin thinks, yeah, I did it. And then <sighs> here comes the car right through the fire.
1: The, his facial expressions are just like, how is this happening? It is so great. I truly, truly enjoyed that part. And that was right. It was placed at a perfect time in the movie where you needed a pick me up to keep going for the rest of the film because the film is 3 hours so you have to know where to place the scenes to keep an audience's attention and when you really break it down here you know it was placed so well you know to really carry me through to the end of the film
0: yeah and uh, and also minor note Andy Circus did a great job playing Alfred I never never really seen Andy Circus as an Alfred actor but yeah. he did a good job though
1: I agree I agree
0: yeah, of all the Alfreds I've seen throughout the years, Michael Goff uh, in the first four Batman movies was a very fatherly Alfred, a very grandfatherly Alfred. Michael Caine was fatherly, but also kind of uh, teach- professorish, if you will. Yes. And Jeremy Irons, very militant, very, uh, very sarcastic, but loves Bruce. Yeah. Yeah. This one, how would you describe this Alfred?
1: I don't more. I don't know. I felt like it was more almost dad like, yeah. but composed. But I don't know. I don't really know how to describe it because <clears throat> it felt like its own thing, and it just felt like sides of Alfred I really hadn't seen. Yeah. Before, um, even though I am a. Big fan, a f- big fan, a big fan of Michael Caine's Alfred. Um, <laughs> I really like the version that was displayed to fit this film.
0: Don't you just want to give him a big hug, Michael Caine?
1: All the time.
0: Yeah, he's he's I a very warm guy.
1: like I watch his stuff religiously.
0: <laughs> yeah, Michael Caine. He's such a warm guy. He's also he was also really good friends with uh Bond actor, Roger Moore. Uh, they they were they were friends uh, throughout their uh, throughout their heyday of acting. and I think in nineteen eighty eight or eighty nine when they did the um the academy Awards, they did this little like riff back and forth on stage and i just I just loved it loved it when they did that. but um but Andy Circus, yeah, as you said, a very fatherly. I looked at it as a father to a teenager, you know,
1: yeah, well, that's how exactly it felt just with the whole gothic sort of vibe from the Batman this go around and like. Yeah. It was very yeah that's a good way to put it.
0: Yeah, totally. And and also as you mentioned, you know Zoe Kravitz playing Catwoman, she was slick like to a T.
1: Literally. She looked fire and the the costuming was so well done in this film in general, but for her as well, it was exactly how Batman um and Catwoman should look.
0: Definitely, definitely. And if you if you were to be in a Batman movie, I could either see you playing Batgirl or Catwoman, either way.
1: Oh, uh, thank you.
0: I could totally see that. Maybe more Batgirl, honestly, because you had that more heroic look to you. But
1: Oh, thank you. I would love that. Hey, DC, if you're listening, I'm here hey. I'm ready. And I can I'm, do
0: Batman's voice. So
1: <laughs> I'm training.
0: <laughs> we all and you know, you just gotta know how to crack a whip first and then you'll be fine.
1: Hey, I've done that with horses growing up. There you go.
0: Totally, totally. Now, speeding a little bit down the line, the climax was very well done knowing that Gotham is in like peril right here. It's flooding.
1: That was, the CGI was great for all of that. I Terrific. don't know how they did it. It was phenomenal. Just having all of the whole city flooding, I was like, wait, this can happen? <laughs> I mean, truly, oh, yeah. it, that, taught, that kind of caught me off guard the way the whole story went too. Um, in the best way.
0: Oh yeah, it kind of took a little bit from the Batman games that I used to play, the Arkham games. Uh, in yes. in the final one, Arkham Knight, that's like the ultimate attack on Gotham, the ultimate attack where everybody's in on it. It's a full, it's a full blown operation, all hands on deck, and Batman's just got to do it. And you know, with this one, he's teamed up with uh, with uh, with Gordon and with Catwoman, and as the three of them band together, they eventually save Gotham.
1: Yes, and i I really enjoyed that tag team duo.
0: yeah, you don't it always was... get
1: to see that you know it's kind of cool to see it's just and I think <clears throat> this followed the comic books more closely too, in such a different unique way. um yeah, so yeah. I had a lot of respect for that too, because I like when the comic books are honored well.
0: Oh, definitely. would you like to see an on screen Robin again eventually?
1: Oh, please. Please. Yes. I would love to. I honestly, I want to see, I want to see Poison Ivy. I want to see Robin and um, I would love to see uh, Barbara Gordon, a young Barbara yes. Gordon and a Poison Ivy. And then I love Mr. Freeze too. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Mr. Freeze. <laughs> Arnold Schwarzenegger, who better to play a comical Mr. Freeze?
1: I know. I, it's just so great. What would you like to see?
0: I I, pretty much all you said. I would love to see a Robin. I'd love to see a Barbara Gordon. I would love to see pretty much all of the villains that we, that we don't see enough of. The Joker has been done to death.
1: Yes. Uh, Penguin. Let it rest in peace with Heath Ledger, please. Yes. You're listening. Thank you. It will never be better than that. Heath Ledger is literally, you cannot compare. It will never be able to be compared I love that man to death and he will forever be one of my favorites.
0: Yeah. Joker been done to death. Uh, Penguin. Haven't seen him since Batman Returns, So it's good to see him again. I will say that it is definitely good to see him again. Uh, Catwoman. Uh, it was a good redemption, if you will, because Anne Hathaway, as I said, more Selena Kyle than Catwoman. It was good to see Catwoman again. Uh, great to see Riddler again.
1: Yes, it really was.
0: Definitely. I'd like to see, I would love to see Robin again. I would love to see Batgirl or just plain Barbara Gordon. I would love to see all of that again.
1: Isn't there a female Robin?
0: Um, there might be, maybe in the comics. The only Robins that I'm familiar with is uh, Dick Grayson, Tim Drake, and uh, now, Damian Wayne. one
1: in the comics, if I'm correct. Yeah. But the interesting thing is, I was listening to the director, um, that did this Batman movie. And he was saying that he's probably, he's considering doing a Robin side for sure.
0: Oh, we shall see.
1: I know. I'm excited. We shall
0: see, but we shall see.
1: So, All I know uh, is I'm excited for this series to continue. Oh,
0: very much. So I'm definitely, so my brother and I, we, we rated a good eight out of 10. Yes. Agreed.
1: Yes, I'd probably give it an eight point five.
0: <laughs> I'll give you that. I'll definitely give you that. All right. Well, Kara, thanks for coming back to the podcast for the third time.
1: Aye, right, third time is a charm. Am I right?
0: Absolutely. And and you know what? The next movie, the next movie uh, you and I both see, we'll do it again. And I really hope to see you when you uh, come down to Long Beach.
1: Uh, Likewise. It's always such an honor to be on this podcast and we always chat up a storm and I hope everyone listening has enjoyed this conversation.
0: Absolutely. Yes. And I'm glad you uh, filled in the schedule because I did have another podcast guest, but they uh, tripped out at the last second. So you definitely filled in the void.
1: Hey, it was meant to be
0: (laughs) meant to be definitely. All right, guys. Well, thanks for listening. And as always, forget about it.